0: Hello and welcome back to the 2021 Cheltenham Festival preview. This is the preview of day two that features amongst others the Queen Mother Champion Chase, one of my favourite races of the festival perennially. I'm once again, of course, joined by Robert Alexander. All right, Churchy. David Barnes. Hello, Churchy. And Martin Fagan. Churchy. Uh, the three of these judges will, of course, be previewing all seven races on Wednesday, and it kicks off with the Balymore Novices Hurdle, that uh, is headed by Bob Ollinger, the two-to-one favourite. Guyard du nil is your eleven-to-four second favourite. Uh, Brave Man's Game is in at threes; it's double figures. The rest. You're looking at a pretty uh, competitive field. Decorations obviously yet to come for the race. Uh, it is Rob Alexander, your namesake, Big Bob. Bob yeah. Andrews is, is is the fav here.
1: A winner. I think you can probably put this race down to the top three in the betting, like right? in terms of the quality of the fields. At the moment, what we know about the horses that are likely to run and the horses that are entered, the top three, they're pretty much all guaranteed to turn up here, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they look clear of the rest. Like, I had briefly thought about backing bare gills each way, but it doesn't really have form over the trip. It's got really solid maiden hurdle form. But in terms of making that jump to grade one company, it's hard to see against these top three. Like, just if anyone's interested in some recent uh, Ballymore hurdle stats, the, the top three in the betting kind of tick vast majority of the boxes. The like Bob Ollinger and Brave Man's Game have both started their career in Irish points. All three have won grade ones over the trip or a bit further. Uh, and I think you can pretty much make a case for either one of the three and have solid reasoning behind it. Like, I think, yeah, as you said, Big Bob, my namesake, <laughs> does, yeah, he looks rock solid. Like, Henry de could can ready one for the big day, uh, it's possibly a slight concern of the ground gets particularly quick. Uh, but again, you, can, you could maybe say that about the, uh, the other two as well. Like Brave Man's Game has shown he's probably equally as effective on good ground. But this season in Ireland, you've not really had the option of running on better ground. So it's a, it's a hard one to weigh up. And I'm not, there's not one that I'm actually nailing my colours to yet. But if I had to, if you put a gun to my head. And I am. I'd probably back Bob Olander to, to beat the other two. Oh, but it avoided. Yeah. Uh,
0: Barnes. Bob Olander is a is a pretty steady fab, two to one across the board. Appreciate it, of course, has come out of this because of its entry on Tuesday, uh, meaning that you, you can sort of see a, a sea of blue on uh, on the on the three that were sort of mentioned there. Brave Man's Game, Bear Gills and uh, Keskin Ritz. Kescon um uh, probably should have done a bit more research on this race.
2: Uh, Can you take Bob Ollinger on? Um, I agree with Rob. It's it's between the three of them for sure. And looking at the entries now, I wouldn't even be surprised if there was less than eight runners here after what happened in the Supreme. Gill's and Kescom risk should run after the three of them, but I'm not sure after that. Um, So I I couldn't advise against backing any of the three each way. um, For me... The one that I'd go for is Galeard de Menzel, Mesnil. Mesnil? Yeah, he, he he's the one that because,
3: because he because he's already backed him. I suppose
2: <laughs> he's the one. That, uh, when I look at this race, I think this test would be more up his street than the other two. Bob Ollinger and Brave Game. I think they're both going to be very good horses, but they, they look like stays to me. Stays in the making, and this this race is a lot more uh, speed based than a, a a standard two two and a half mile race. Um. He's the one who looks like he's got the speed to me. The, the reason why uh, I think uh, Shallow winners have a poor record in this race, Man's game, I mean, obviously it's a grade one hurdle, but it could not be a more different test. Newbury, a galloping track where you want to get out and gallop and uh, Cheltenham mm-hmm. where, where you need tactical speed. And uh, I, I, I just think Demon, he's been compared to uh, Man's game. He was beat by Nicanor in this, who, who was a far inferior horse. But he just had that turn of foot that Demon didn't have, and I, I think Brave Man's game could run into the same problem. Fair so, enough. of the three, I'd be least keen on him. Well, Bob, Bob Allinger, the value's been swallowed up on him. He was four to one last week, and now he's two to one. I, I, I wouldn't go near two to one personally. Yeah, Dirtbag swallowing up all that value <laughs> uh, as a swallower himself, Martin
0: Fagan. Uh, and did you did you get
3: much of that value? You, you 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 told me before we started that you've not got much of a view here. Uh, yeah, I just I agree with what most well nearly all of what the lads are saying about um, the top three. Okay. Top top three just look um, above above the rest by a mile. I wouldn't really have a view. Like um, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I thought Bob, Bob Ballinger wasn't the worst each way bet because he was about I think he was three or seven to before. Before Jamie Cod said he was a god given certainty for this, and now he's nine to four, and absolutely nothing's happened since then. So, yeah, yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't be for me. He wouldn't be for me at the prices. But oh, yeah. one thing the Barnes said, which was quite interesting, I I do I do kind of agree with him. Uh, he said it could be less than eight runners. Like I've just had a quick look right now while everyone else was was speaking there, and the only runners I can see like possibly. And this is because some of them are just like absolute garbage trainers, and you don't have a clue what they're doing. They don't. They they probably don't know what they're doing. Never mind those. Um, I get it to about ten. Bob Ollinger, Gal- Galadimir, McNeil, Brave Man's Game, Keskin Risk, Bear Grylls, Does You Know, Ballybeg, Castle Robin, Optimized Prime, Khan. That's one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, that's ten. Khan is rated hundred. K- Khan's rated the hundred and ten. So realistically, he shouldn't be running. Castle Robbins, I think he's entered in, in the Albert Bartlett as well. So that makes it eight. The ones I've discounted are Adramel, who is double entered. He's entered in the Bartlett. He's probably going to go there. Ganapathy, he's probably going to go for an handicap off 140. In Golo, he's either not going to run or go to Albert Bartlett. Gallop and the Champ handicap. MC Muldoon looked like he should be a supreme horse at a big price. Didn't, wasn't entered for the supreme so I'm guessing he's not going to run here 1-2 king <sighs> he's got no chance the, uh, rated 1-3-1 one, three, one, three, one, but no one knows what Twister's going to do he probably runs him here for, he's got no chance and then you've got appreciated blue Law Gumby Charlie who can't run so yeah I, I'd agree with Barnes if you do fancy one of these it sounds ridiculous saying it at the prices or whatever but if, it it probably does end up if you like Brave Man's game like, like, for instance and he's 7-2 I think he is now it wouldn't be the worst idea to have an each-way bet because he has to really, really run run below what he's done before to be out be out the three. Like, fair enough. But I've got I've got no real view. I think I think Bob Ollinger is is deservedly the fav. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be having a bet in this race at all. Which
0: okay.
3: is well, fucking got, it's it's disappointing for me, mate, because it's one of my favourite races normally at the festival. But. No, but no duty. I'm glad that, given that you got no view you
0: managed to name every horse that is listed currently. Uh, <laughs> it makes for some stunning,
2: stunning radio. It's a fascinating race,
0: isn't it?
3: To be fair, no, it's not. It's a shite race. And i don't remember three of them in there, and I didn't Dave God knows. Okay. Wait, like <laughs> Bob. Bob, Olin, Bob Olin probably wins, but I know I sound I sound down about the race. But I, no I'm you. all about. talking. Shut up. Move yes. on. Shut Move up! On. I'm all about, I'm all about, I'm all about value, and I'm just very, very upset that I can't back Bob. He Ballinger hasn't, he hasn't had a real
2: race, Bob Ollinger. Yeah, I mean, Blue Lord was. He hasn't years.
3: had a real race, but he fucking beat your supreme fancy by fucking four lengths, easy. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he and he pulled. Four lengths, didn't he? Like Blue Lord. Okay. Bob yeah. all- Ollinger's a machine. At the end of the day, he <laughs> should, he should win this. Galar Menil looks a bit slow to me. So easily after the last. We're, we're, we're moving on from many. the
0: Ballymore. Three strides. Uh, yeah. Three strides. It, uh, yes, great. Gael de Menzil and Brave Man's game were both suggested. The, the front three in the market, but not much value. Kind in, of right. with, Churchy,
3: come to, me, come to me for the next race, yeah?
0: Well, I will. I mean, we are going there right now. It's the Brown advisory novices chase, formerly known as the RSA chase. Your favourite is uh, two on in places. Uh, a bit of seven to four on uh, is available with Skybet, Unibet, and Betfair currently. That is Monkfish. Monkfish is your odds-on favourite. Uh, the big breakaway is second, Fabian at sixes. Uh, uh, Éclat de Rier, uh is uh, eight to one, uh, and it is... Double fingers, the rest. A bit, bit of shorter prices for Sporting job as the next destination has come out today. Martin Fagan, Mumfish, odds on, you sort of suggested that you think this might absolutely shit
3: up earlier. Am I right in thinking that? Church, this horse is an absolute fucking machine. Like, I, I don't even know how, how I can express how good he is. He, like, the, the the best thing about him is he's jumping. He's just, his jumping is absolutely perfect. But I I thought before he ran last time, Dublin Racing Festival, I thought he was a bit of a stayer, three man I know I know if you go and look at the breeding and stuff, um, and you and you go back stowaways, that they're not really like absolute thorough stayers, but they, they do stay. Do you stay well enough? But the way the way he ran at Dublin Racing Festival last time over two five, fuck me, he looked like he had the pace to burn. He was just fucking absolutely un- unbelievable. That. That that run there at Double Racing Festival and he beat late the exhibition, 10 lengths or whatever, one of the best runs I've seen from an office chaser for a very, very long time. Um I seriously think he would have won the um whatever it is, I think it's the Savills Chase or whatever, the Irish Gold Cup, whatever it was, that on uh, on that weekend, if he'd run in that, I think he'll absolutely he'll win this head and chest, and he'll do whatever he wants next year. Um, the one thing I would say about he'll definitely win this, but then, <laughs> mate, yeah, like this is this is an absolute sit literally
0: jumping it, get him round,
3: and it wins. All it, oh, all- this, no, this is absolute, absolute certainty. Yeah, um, he wins this, and then as much as I, I do think he well, he'll end up being re- really sure for the world cup after this, but. Whether he wants that extra couple of fair, extra two furlongs, I'm not I'm not sure. But like, as you know, over the past couple of years, yeah, I don't really bet in chases and chase race uh, chase races, champion chases, goal cups don't really do it for me. But this horse gets me excited. Like I've never been excited about a, a chaser like this since. Court out, de- out that man sort of stuff. Like the prospect of maybe possibly next year. Album, if Album, let's say Album Photo wins this season, wins his third, third goal cup, and then next year we've got Album going for his fourth, Monkfish and fucking Envoy Allen. That for me is a proper fucking goal cup. And I think Monk Monkfish, I've just been blown away by him, mate, this season. I think he's an absolute certainty. Like if you look at the market now, what's what's second in at uh, no, the, the, the big breakaway is uh is sixes in most places. Like the big breakaway, like fuck me, Colin Tizard. He didn't even know where his horse was fucking running this morning. He was on Nick Luck. <laughs> he, he was on he was on the on Sunday tipping up his horse in a handicap and half an hour later, he was declared in a different race. That's a fucking that fucking million. That won't be winning. Declared uh, the
2: record within the in this race, how would you price
3: it? What monkfish?
2: Yeah,
3: Monkfish against Envoy over three. Monkfish against Envoy Allen over three mile. Hmm. Or just like a match a match bet? No, well,
2: well, it would be a match bet,
3: yeah, but. Yeah, Monkfish would have to be about two, two's on, two to five. So you'd have him a similar price to, to what he is now,
2: yeah?
3: What, in this race? Yeah, yeah. I think Monkfish should be a three's on chance in this. Fuck. Wow. There you
2: go.
0: Should be a phrase on chart. Is not. It's twos on, and that is bottom price. So not only have we had a, a preview of the um of the brown and like,
3: Church. preview of next year's gold
0: cup as well, which is great. Churchy. Uh, where people my, Church,
3: up? Churchy, Church, I know you are the host, but my question to Rob and Barnes would be name me a horse in this race that has even the slightest of chance of beating monkfish.
2: Oh no, I, I can't. I, I I'm just I'm just intrigued of um, how to rate the two of them because I think I think that both one of them will, should win the gold cup next year, and they, you can get sevens and tens. So I, I think they're both good bets at the moment at sevens and tens.
3: No, I think my problem with envoy would be, on envoy Allen. Yeah, yeah. My band's my problem with envoy Allen would be like, and I understand where you're coming from. He could just be like, if if one of them could be absolute. Beyond belief, superstar sort of thing, it's Envoy Allen because the what he did over two miles hurdling, like as a novice, was ridiculous. Like I am waxing lyrical in the in the day one podcast about Abacadabah. He fucking he beat him. He beat him as he as he wanted in the um I do not know what the race is called now. What's that what's the grade one, Rob? Oh, Novices, I think he can we can we? So, yeah, yeah he, 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 he beat him there. Envoy oh, Allen beat him. Church, yeah. let me speak. Yeah, so Envoy Allen beat him there. So that's the thing about Envoy Allen. He's got the two-mile speed, and he jumps perfect as well. It's just we don't know how far how far he stays, how, how well he stays and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, Monkfish, as much as I don't like betting he, he I really like watching him. Give me something do
2: different last time at Leopardstown, because I, I, I never
3: thought that two,
2: two and a half miles, and he travelled so easily through the race. And that just makes me question whether he is that sort of gold cup or stuff. I thought it was an out-and-out stay after
3: the Albert Barlett. No, well, no, but I, that, that I, I agree with you, mate. I, I think he'll win the, the RSA because the field's weak and he'll probably, but like, regardless if he stays, he, well, he definitely stays three, but yeah, we actually he'll definitely can't. win
0: that. <laughs> You're making the same point over and over again and we don't care about next year's Gold Cup. Rob, is there anything that could even... Uh, challenge Monkfish here,
1: anything that's worth mentioning? No, nah, I think what church okay, in is the Monkfish is basically the perfect novice chaser, but he took half an hour to do it. Yes. Uh, I do quite like Henry de Bromhead's horse, I clapped de rear to chase at home. Uh, I thought he produced a, a lovely couple of performances so far this season, but in terms of competing with Monkfish, it looks a more or less impossible task. And of all the hot pots, the odds on shots that we're probably going to see at this festival, I'd say Monkfish is the one, as Martin was saying, kind of excites him the most and certainly excite, excites me the most. He looks pretty much unbeatable.
0: Okay, well at this point I have actually uh, muted Martin Fagan, so... <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> sure, recipe: just going Monkfish. What are you saying, Fagan? You'd have to unmute yourself, Fagan. Rock. Rob? What? Shorter SP, Shishkin or
1: monkfish. I think there's probably more there's probably more in the RSA that could compete, perhaps. Uh, I don't know, they'll both go off really short. Mm. Shishkin probably shorter. I would say, but it's a toss of a coin in it.
2: Yeah, I'd I say think- Shishkin could go off. Three on, two to seven. Whereas I think you'll see two to one, two to one on on the day. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, at this point, it's hilarious.
0: Fagan has just refused to unmute himself, but <laughs> continues to speak. Uh, so no one has heard what he's been saying for the last minute. It's been blissful. Uh, I have, I have told him to unmute himself. He refuses to do so. He's still looking at the screen and talking. Uh, he does need to, uh, to do it. Are you back, Fagan? Fuck you, Chase. Lovely
3: stuff. <laughs> uh, going to no, like, no, Barnes asked me a question about what the things gonna yeah. <laughs> be. it's yeah. it's it's hard to answer because we don't really know the the, the field of the um, the RSA, which I, I'll I'll never call it whatever it's called now, the shite And um, we don't know the real field. Like if you look if you look at that field, it could really be weak. Like Royal Pagai is not gonna run next destination, to, next to the, the exhibition. Sport and John's probably gonna go the um, the marsh. Dickie Diver, I thought he was going to go to the National Chase. So, you look at that race, and it could be one, two, three, four, five. There's not going to be many runners,
1: is it?
3: It could be eight, and then you look and you think, actually, if the cap fits, probably not going to run. A for Falange might not. If you do these, I thought he was going to go to a handicap. You could be looking at, fucking no, seriously, you could be looking at, like, five, six runners. I think Monkfish. Do you know what I've done? What, what, this, what this 10 minutes has done? It's made me realise. 10, 8 to 13, 4 to 7 is a certainty, monkfish. Yeah. We, we have we have
0: agreed on that. Monkfish is a certainty to win the Coral Advisory. no this is Chase. The third race of the day is, well, I think, probably one of my least favourite races of the festival. Every
3: year, I don't think I've ever had a place in the Coral Cup. Uh, Did you actually, me, yes, you have.
2: The winner,
3: how oh, have I? Wicklow Brave. Yeah, we had Wicklow Brave a couple of years ago at Endless Places on Beth Firm. we got chinned in me. I, I don't remember that, but I'll take. You. I do, I do very much.
0: Uh, this year it is of course. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, seven to one. In the field there are five places and many places. Uh, Hills, Paddy, Sky, Betfair, and uh, Betfred, just to name a few. Uh, Grandoire is your seven to one favorite Pashari is in the nines. You raise me up. Botox has the Shunter. Great name for a horse. Uh, Rob, have you got a, uh, a particular fancy in this year's Coral
1: Cup? Uh, I don't fancy this Grand Roy or Grand Royal, certainly. I think he looks very short on what he's achieved, really. Like, fair enough, he's, he ran well against Bacchus on last time out. He's been rejuvenated this season. Uh, but I'm definitely going to look a bit further down the bet, and not like miles further down, but it's definitely something at a double figure price. Uh, there's been plenty of talk about you raised me up for Martin Brassel. I can, I can see that. Uh, he's, a, he's a good novice and he's run well in handicaps before uh, at Leperstown uh, last year. Nicky Henderson obviously has a very solid record in this race. And I think both David and Martin would agree that the Coral Cup this season, like many of the handicaps and many of the races, looks like it'll probably be a fair bit of a weaker race than last year. Uh, So I'm going to give Birchdale a small chance to improve on his placing of eighth last season, down a couple of pounds. Again, they tried him over fences again. It didn't work. Uh, which they did last season. He turned up here last season off a chase run. Ran okay. Was given a pretty terrible ride by Aidan Coleman. If you watch it back, uh, I imagine he'll probably be on again, which isn't necessarily in our favour, but there's certainly
3: some. Rob, he, he's not on. He's jocked up on Thomas Darby. Is
1: he? All
3: right, that's good news.
1: I think 16 to 1 looks pretty fair in. Uh...
3: No, no, Rob, let me interrupt. It's not good news. Because you know he's jocked up on.
1: Nico. Nico. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nico Stonehands. Nico the Stoneville. I had no help in the finish then.
1: No.
3: <laughs> Nico the Stoneville. Nic- Nico. Nico the Dunya Coinville.
1: I don't think sixteen to one is unfair though, considering yeah he ran an encouraging race. I know it was a jumpers bumper, but he, he ran, showed signs of life in that, and I think he'll be. He'll be there or thereabouts turning for home, and it's just whether Nico can actually ride him properly. So. Another one in Nicky Henderson. <laughs> We're going to ride him properly. Better uh, uh, jockey on this one, obviously. Monty Crystal of Nicky Henderson's as well. Uh, just thought he had a squeak based on what was an unexpected and pretty dominant performance at Kempton on Boxing Day. He didn't actually. Yeah, he was a bit of a hotpot when he turned up in the, that juvenile, uh, that triumph hurdle trial at Cheltenham last winter, uh, January 2020. But he didn't actually run that badly. And he certainly improved for handicaps. I think he's got a bit of a squeak, even though he's gone up 12 pounds. Yeah, but yeah, still probably the main one.
0: So Birchdale, your main one. You, uh, you're the word for you raised me up. And Monte Cristo as yeah. well. Okay. Okay. Uh,
3: Martin Fagan, the Coral Cup, where's your money? Fucking hell, Church. It's a tough one, this. As, as, Rob, as Rob alluded to before, um, this race looked quite good before the five-day confirmations and then, well, everything that I fancied anyway just, just got took out. I think it looks really, really weak this year. I, I agree with what Rob says about Grand Bois. Yeah, does he have a chance? Yeah, of course he does. But seven to one for an horse like this that's never had any... Um, any handicap hurdle experience would be would be a worry would be a worry for me. And um, as soon as I, as, soon as the, all the, the confirmations were made the other day, I, I did try and have a look at this, and I was thinking like there must be something in here that has an half decent chance at like a 16 20 plus sort of price. And <laughs> the one I came down on was Thomas Darby, and now I'm going to give you me me reasons why. Okay but, I was all, I'm also very, very annoyed because as Rob was talking about the negative aspect of Birchdale having Aiden Coleman on. I looked at the race and realized fucking Aiden Coleman's shocked on. It does, obviously it doesn't mean it's not declarations now. It so it's not hundred percent, but if someone's shocked on the day day before Dex, it's at least fucking 95 percent uh, certain. I was open because he's top weight. Yeah. Um Ollie Murphy had probably run uh, put, like, Gregory on, or someone, someone who can claim a couple of pounds off him, because Coleman's all right, like, but if, honestly, you watch, like, I'll tell, I'll take Rob's word for it, that he, yeah, he did, he rode fucking damn, the, uh, he rode there last year, he was literally 10 wide the whole fucking way in the colour Cup, like, one of the most disgusting handicap rides you'll ever see at fucking Cheltenham, so the fact that he's on Thomas Derby now, honestly, he was going to be one of my best bets for today, but. Slightly less enthusiastic about it. But I'll give you my reasons why. Basically, it looks a weak field. Um, he ran an absolute belter in the Supreme two years ago. Do um, some very, very good horses behind him that day, like Fakir Duderis, Felix Deji, Aramon, Mr. Fisher. Um, since that day, when he ran in the, uh, in the Supreme behind... Oh, Fuck, I forgot his name now. Classical dream. Um, he's had six runs since. And the amount of runners in them races that he's ran in have been five runners, seven runners, eight runners, five runners, six runners, seven runners. So he's he's only been in medium to small fields, and that wouldn't have suited, suited him at all. Um Ollie Murphy said before he ran in the Supreme that he he wouldn't he didn't really fancy him. He, he thought he he'd want better ground. He gets better ground, yeah. He gets the big field, which he's already proven he likes in the Supreme. And I just think this race is absolutely perfect for him. I think. He'll be there or thereabouts. If it was a strong looking Coral Cup and he's having to give weight to decent horses, then I probably wouldn't. But this race is shite. And even with a jockey who I'm not a big fan of, Aidan Coleman, um, I still think he's got a chance. And the fact he's top weight, he probably won't be the one who shortens on the day. And if you get 20 to 1 with extra places, maybe 6, 7, I think Thomas Derby is the bet for me.
0: Fair enough, Thomas Derby there is the bet for Martin Fagan. Barnes, last
2: word well in the Coral Cup. Um, I, I like Thomas Arby as well. Um, horses with a high rein have got a good record in this race. But there's one horse that has become a bit of a cliff horse for me, and I wanted to ask Fagan about it. Do you give Blue Sari any chance if he turns up here, Fagan?
3: Sorry, Barnes, give who, sorry? Blue sorry Blue sorry oh, Barnes, honestly, he's been one... Of Willie's, obviously, what did he do? He he, he got beat what fucking half a length, three oh, quarters length, and then by M Boy Allen I in the bumper. I I didn't really, and he, he he beat he beat he beat the boss. I'm just looking at his phone now. He beat the boss's Oscar half a length in the Punch Time made nerdle, but yeah. that wasn't half a length. If you watched that race back, he could have won twenty. He just yeah. he just uh Mark Walsh just sat up on him. He had so much potential and then well, I more class than
2: 138, is like mate?
3: That was that was the 16th of November 2019, and then the next next run was the 27th of December. So a month later, gets beat 40 lengths at Leopardstown behind Abra. And then he hasn't shown it shown for since. I was open last time at the at Dublin Racing Nation Festival in that two-mile handicap early. Just show a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Show something. Get beat 30, no, no. get B, get B30 lengths, but show me that you you travel and you jump. Mm. And I, I don't know, mate. I could, at the moment I couldn't really back Blue Sadi for anything because he hasn't shown enough at all. Like,
2: I'm I'm hoping it'll be a massive price on the day. And oh,
3: mate! If if he's 30, if he's thirty-three, in the market now, and and then if you get him like fifty-plus on Beth on a horse that's already shown potential, and he's Willie Mullins. Like, let's not lie. Every year we always look back and think, "Fuck me! What a training performance that is from Willie Mullins." Don't have more than one thirty-eight in him for me, like. Oh yeah, of course, of course, mate. He he was running, he was running to pff, crazy levels as a bumper horse, and yeah, if you if you consider, he probably had yeah. I know it was over two and a half miles a time, but he probably had a stone in hand over over the boss's Oscar that day, and apparently the boss's Oscar is a one fifty or one fifty one horse. He's definitely got potential. I just think, I just so think over two and a half against the
2: boss's Oscar, and this will be the first time he's gone further than two miles if he comes in. I just think it could be gone he could
3: be gone at the game mate that's the problem okay, there's a definite possibility but so no, it's not a definite possibility it's like 90% chance he's gone at the game <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: if if not gone at the game then maybe blue sarri is whether but you can currently nah,
3: get... not maybe he's gone at the game i think
0: currently it, get... the, the one of the one of willies places we have we have mentioned you raise me up. That is 12s. The big fancy for Rob was Birchdale. You can get uh, 18s, four places at three six five, 16s with five places across the board. Uh, and Thomas Darby, same story. 18s at three six five, with your four places, 16s with five places. You'd expect those prices to change somewhat come come Wednesday uh, once decks are in uh, on Monday and the field uh, gets uh, gets cut. Uh, but then again, it is a pretty competitive handicap. So you'd like to think that most of those processes will stay around. Uh Fagan, I did cut you off there. Um, thankfully for everyone. Last, absolutely last word on the Coral Cup, nice and quick.
3: Uh, I wasn't gonna, I, I was just gonna slightly mention one. Like it's one of them races where I've looked down it and every I don't like anything at all apart from some of the one slight interest I had in. I'm not sure I'm going to back him. Depends on the price on the day. If he's 20-plus, maybe. It uh, was power of pause, William Mullins. I don't know whether he's going to run, but um, he beat, um, beat Toriograph early on in the season. I think it was October, November sort of time. He beat him a couple of lengths, and Toreograph's a single-figure price for the Albert Bartley. I think he, he'll run well in the Albert Bartley. Then um, he ran well at Town. Uh, behind the real deal in the Moscow flyer. He wasn't he wasn't be far that day. Um uh, now, Okay. I think to be honest, 140 is not a great margin, but he looks the type of horse that would probably appreciate this sort of race. I give him a squeak, but that that's about it, mate. This this race honestly is so it's so shit compared to compared to normal years. I
0: just
3: I just think Thomas that Dar- Thomas Darby just has to go close.
0: Okay, Thomas Darby has to go close in the Coral Cup, but that moves us on to the feature race of the day. As I stated at the start, one of my favourite races each year is the Queen Mother Champion Chase, and uh, um, one that has uh, come up with some pretty big stories in years past. This year, it's Chakan Poussoir as your. Odds on favourite. I'm going to say odds on. The average price must be about odds on. You can get even money. This is all fixed odds. I suppose on the machine, you are getting odds against you're getting about 2.10. Edge, um, come to me. You can get even money uh, uh fixed odds. Altior is your second favourite in at 7-1. to one. Most places sixes, but you can get a bit of sevens. Nube Negra eight. It's double figures the rest, including put the kettle on who was a winner at last year's festival. On the article, yeah. Uh, on she the was. article. Uh, I will come to you then, Martin Fagan, because uh, I bow to your every whim. Shaq and soir at Around Even Money,
3: uh, are we uh, yay or nay? Uh, no, I said come to me because I was just going to inform you that I'm going for a slash. I don't care about chase races.
0: Great. Mar- uh my is, uh, is uh, going for a slash. He uh, yeah, has gone. The man the man has maybe had one or two beers too many for the <laughs> not even halfway through the festival yet. Yeah? Uh, and I'm going to turn to a man who's drinking rose moët, uh, David Barnes. Uh, your champagne in hand, please tell me, <laughs> are we are we laying or backing Chacon? Well, hopefully
2: Chacon's going to be providing some more moët. 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 I, w- I wouldn't often play around evens, but I, I just think he looks a lot... He just looks a long way, uh, clear of these. Um, Nube Negra, his case is kind of built on a house of cards because he, be- he beat Altior last time. And if Altior was below par, he'd beat Duke de Geneva at eight lengths, which gives him a, a mountain to climb. And if Altior was on form, he's going to struggle to confirm because Altior will be a lot better off at Cheltenham than he was at... Um, Kempton. I really like Dan Skelton a lot. We spoke some nonsense these last few weeks. The first bit was about the uh, the freebies that the, the, the Willy Mullins horses were getting in Ireland uh, so they came into the festival really well. And he said about this horse, oh, uh, I was really surprised it won at Kempton. And ever since he's been talking it up, I, I, I just think this will be double the price that it is now on the exchanges on the day. It's about 8 to 1 now. I can see it going off 20 on the exchanges. New Negra? Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, Politolog has been, he, well, he stole the champion chase last year, front running. It was a great ride by uh, Harry Skelton. Um, first floor went up and challenged him at Ascot, and then he was the only horse to finish in front of him. If you can stay and jump over two miles, being in the van or being very close to the pace is a, a massive um, advantage. So... I'd kind of discount them too. What, what what they achieved at Ascot, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd uh, downgrade massively. Um Charles is an interesting one for me. He he always seems to be overpriced, he's, he, he's just not one that's caught on, but he's rock solid, he's consistent. Um that's that feels like a horse I've backed to every festival for the last three or four years. Could well be. Yeah. I backed him <laughs> in Champion last year, and he ran he ran a rock solid race, but the problem is, if you're going to back him to win, I, I just can't see him winning the race. I, I can see him being on the premises. I'll be playing him each way without on and I'll be backing on if I can get odds against on the day. Uh, okay,
0: so there you go. That's Barnes' summary. Rob, as a as somewhat of a uh, of an emotion of a romantic, uh, <laughs> the pair of us, of course, but me especially, I would love to see Altior come here and get the job done it would be a great racing story not quite sprinter sacra levels from a few
1: years back but not a million miles away certainly not no and yeah i think the point uh, Barnes made about his below par effort at kempton is is valid like i just think it's going to be too hard for him again to come to come back after a disappointing run. I think it it looks like for both that uh, Ascot chase, was it, between Surnan uh, and Altior just completely found out both those horses. I know Altior came back and won uh,
2: Neither of them have been the same. Since neither it. of them been really the same. It.
1: He's won yeah. a game spirit since and then it's a fair look, point, looked awful at Kempton and then so, and um, what's that? It won uh, Charlie Hall, didn't it? And then it yeah. looks to, to, to sulk since. And I just think it's, yeah, it would be a great story. It would be fantastic to see. It's always good to see these old champions come back and run well. I'm sure Nicky Henderson will have him ready to run a big race. I agree again with uh, Barnes about Nube Negra. I think he'll go off bigger. Yeah, the skeletons were incredibly surprised he won so well last time, and now they've been incredibly bullish about his chances. It just doesn't make any sense. the one I give a squeak each way. Basically, what I'm saying is I think Chacon-Pursois looks rock solid. Only a couple of negatives being here is obviously pretty fragile, like something could happen in the race. Uh, He's not been to Cheltenham before, and the horse that comes alive at Cheltenham, she seems to save her best there. Put the kettle on. I don't think she's obviously not of the the class of Chacun pour but in terms of Altior, Nube Negro, and Politologue, she's got a chance of beating them, especially getting the the seven pounds. And she is a horse. I know we were crabbing Aiden Coleman before, but they seem to, they obviously get on very well.
2: How much would you love to back her in the, the mayor's novice over two and a half though?
1: You'd love to see her in the mayor's chase. Yeah. I think it's fair enough. I think that, she'd be
2: a to beat Ali May it should be second in line. I'm really fa- disappointed. It's fair
1: it. enough that they've decided to go for this race. Like you can probably obviously she's won an Arkle. that looks
2: sporting, we'll look, but it's a it decision for me. Yeah,
1: it's not a race she can win. It's, what are the mayors lads? The race she has a, she has
3: a decent chance We're talking there? about putting the kettle on. Oh fucking. Yeah. Uh, I love everything. T T one, please. Uh, <laughs> lovely there <we> um,
0: <laughs> So, Rob. In summary, a chance would prefer to see it in the Friday, the new Friday race. Yeah,
1: she's got a slim chance, and was probably of the next four, just purely based on youth and ability at Cheltenham, and getting that little bit of weight. She's an ARCO winner. ARCO winners have good records in the race. Like it's, should be one to possibly back without Shaq and Persoie. He looks well clear. Well, well clear the race. I think it could be, we could be seeing a lot of fabs winning. Uh, again, well, I,
0: I, through the first sort of 10 races or so that we've, we've covered here, there are some fairly shortly priced fabs and we do seem to be hard pressed to oppose a lot of them. Shaq and Persoie sort of, uh, around even money as we say, if you were to that, well clear of the field, Monkfish well clear of the field, but obviously Monkfish a lot shorter, would you be more sure that Monkfish wins that race than than Ambrosew wins this championship?
1: Yeah, Monkfish is... I, as I echo Mark, what uh, Fagan was talking about, Monkfish, the way he was talking about him earlier is he's the next yeah the next big thing is probably the best novice chaser i've seen in a long time as well i just think he looks like fair enough more or less the perfect resource i think so. just trying to gauge where we are with all these favorites but yes yeah. okay uh, we'll move on to
0: another chase uh i'm not sure if it's still sponsored by the one and only glenn Farclass, but it's the cross country <laughs> one of the uh, more um uh, well enjoyable- one of the shitest races in the festival uh, <laughs> the of the festival. we've not got uh, some of the great French names of years past uh, Jean I've Deux. got a good view uh, in this church, come to me uh, but Martin Fagan has a view before we go to him I can tell you that the even money favourite is Easy Land uh, Tiger Roll, national, yeah, multi-time national winner uh, disappointed potentially uh, at the cross country uh, last year uh, yeah. uh, Potter, uh, that is uh, 11 to 2, along with Potter's corner, and it's some neck uh, at 10, 11 to 1. Uh, mate, Martin Fagan, you've got a
3: view. I, mate, I just think Tiger is fucking gone at the game. Absolutely gone at the game. He's 11 year old. Like I know people say, oh, he travelled really well up to the last in fucking nothing. Yeah, he got beat 65 lengths. Like what? Well, um, okay, fair enough. What was the time? What was his run before that? Ah, end of November, uh, back end of last season, November. Cheltenham got pulled up in a, in the cross country race. Ah, okay, fair enough. What was his race before that? Ah, he had a run on the, on the flat at Navan. Got beat thirty lengths. <laughs> like, he's ran three absolutely disgusting races back to back, and the reason why he's the priciest is just because of what he's done in the past. Um, and what he's done since then. A year ago to the day, he got beat 17 in by Easy Sland. Like, pfft. fuck me, is Easy Sland? Like, the the problem problem. I've I've seen a few people saying they're worried about uh, the Fav because of the ground. But um, when I first initially looked at this race, I, I was thinking Tiger All was, was a decent um, a decent lay uh, a decent pl- place lay. But then obviously, when you when you're looking to to, to lay something for a place, you want to look in and around at the prices and see what can actually place. I just look at this race and it's like, what Potter's corner? You think he's had one run oh, over over the um, over the cross country sort, of, mm-hmm. sort of so of fences? So famous race
0: though: Alpha Dezo, Lebron.
3: although, although Alfa, uh, Potters Corner did win the virtual Grand National. You you do have to give him credit for that. <laughs> you do have to
0: give
3: I mean, that goes in the form, book probably he, abso- <laughs> I, he absolutely fucking shit in that day. I see I see <laughs> it. Um, but it's yeah, mate, I, my, initial, my initial thoughts were Tigers... I, I, I do think Tiger Hall's gone at the game, so I, I kind of want to lay him for a place, but the race is fucking... The race is shite. Like, there's nothing there with, like... Okay. Rock rock solid cross country form. So yeah. Bond, Actually, do you know what? Church, I'll tell you exactly what it says on my podcast notes. Cross country, another shite race. Tiger looks gone. He could be a place later. There we go.
1: There we go. That's all we need.
3: Now on the bu- Is it the bumper? Is it the bumper now? No. Um I anointed a Oh out. no, there's no, there's another shit chase after this. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And he gave me any currency to win.
2: There's anyone who can get a mind.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so hey, I'm so glad you just said that there because I, I, I was going to say I was going to mention something about it I fucking I've always hated the race you know and uh, well actually do you know what what year did he win because he's, hey, he's, he's, he's not on he's along. not on the roll of honours anymore because wasn't he done for uh, yeah, he was done for drugs he got thrown out He's done for juicing many but yeah he's, he was still the model winner but yeah this used to be a race where like they'd all run they'd all run in like the handicaps at, at Cheltenham uh, the cross country handicap, whatever, and you could sort and and you could sort of look and think of off level, off levels. Who's going to do this or that? And you could find a little bit of value whereas there's now. It's so it's so tough. Like I just think, yeah, just go, just go, just, just go and have just go and have a wank or get a bevy or something and come back and just. What's
0: well, the next? Advice doled out on betting and
2: lifestyle decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more to add, bonds. Um, well, have you? Easy one. Than- even money to me, I, I don't know much about this form, but he finished alongside uh, Potter's Corner, giving him two stone last time. Yeah, and, and now Potter's Corner's like nine to two to be. it seems insane. To yeah, me.
1: I think the return to level weights just, yeah, easy land, easy land should win. Like his prep this year has obviously been a lot less than last season because I had one run since the cross country win last year. Uh, It was obviously carrying an absolute welter burden in that cross country handicap. I think he is probably the best one I'd maybe give a chance to is uh, some neck. Uh, He's run run over the banks at Punchestown well and won over course and distance uh, in December last year at Cheltenham. Possible each way squeak, but again, yeah, it just just looks a really weak race and it can throw up some surprising ones at times, but yeah. I don't okay. I understand why Isisland's so short, basically.
0: Fair enough. We move on to the penultimate race today. day. It's the Grand Annual, uh, of course, it used to be the Curtain Drawer, I suppose, uh, <laughs> of, of the festival. It used to be the last uh, race of the festival. We moved to the Wednesday. Uh, your favourite for this is Embittered in at 6-1 uh uh on is uh six seven to one sky pirate seven to one zanza eight uh the shunter yet to be declared where that will run uh but that is uh a bit of eights around a bit of tens around uh double figures the rest obviously a big old handicap this uh i
2: think um yeah uh barnes the grand annual give me your uh your yeah, so this is, a, this is a difficult race because everything has changed for it. It used to be run on the uh, new course. Now it's going to be run on the old course. So it's a totally different race and everything you knew about it you can kind of throw out. Um, with that in mind, I really fancied El Dorado Island and I'm kind of gutted that they're going to go for the Arkle instead, but it is what it is. So yeah, these I'll let happen. someone else speak.
1: Uh, right, I'll, I'll have a brief look at it. Like, Bit- what, what, what race are we on, lads? On ground, ground. Yeah. Shade. Shade. Thanks for that. Embitter's uh, obviously got an obvious chance. Like he's run, been running well in graded races. He's a novice. Got Came third in the county last season. Can, can handle handicap situations well. Has a similar mark to what he ran in the county. He got the same mark, in fact over fences as he does over hurdles, so he's got a chance at at bigger prices. Like, you may be looking at something like... I know he's top weight, but Duc de Genève has won an arco over course and distance.
3: Yes, Rob.
1: Ran a fine race again at Cheltenham in the Schler, given... Probably given too hard a time of it up front, and then just
3: pipped at the post. Yeah, he was he was he was keen, when he did too much in front. Definitely.
1: Yeah, and I think although most of his form comes on soft, like he's shown bits and bobs on on good to soft and yield, yielding that is encouraging. And I don't think I just think this race might suit him. It might bring out the best. And Paul Nichols, Paul Nichols has plenty of winners in this, and I don't think he's going to be throwing. Horses at this race at for no reason. So yeah, I quite like Duke de Genève each way, and then a massive price. Yes, for Henry, I agree. A massive price for Henry de Bromed at the other end of the weights. Uh, Capucha mix. Uh, he actually ran second season chaser. Uh, had been a bit disappointing this season, but ran a really encouraging race at Leopardstown last month in the Matheson. Uh, led most of the way uh, on the inside, was definitely close up. Unfortunately, jumped the last quite poorly and was kind of knocked out of the places. Still finished seventh and, and certainly showed his old enthusiasm. I think he can certainly run a big race off one three six. Uh, don't know what he is, 25 to 1, 33 to 1, around? You can get 33 to 1 on Capucha Mix. That's available with William Hill, it's 25 everywhere else. Yeah, I really like Duke de Geneva at 20 to 1, though. I think that's. Can I, can I just ask that's you? So like you crack about the ground? Ground. Sorry?
2: All these best forms on sort
1: of heavy going, though. Well, soft, softish though like You want an Arkel on soft. I think there will still be soft in the description on, on the Wednesday. Okay. I don't necessarily think it will. Be terrible for him to be good to soft, like he's one, he's one on yielding ground as well, which is good to soft in the UK. So, Duke de Ginevra and Capucha mix. yeah, the two darts at bigger
0: places. Fair enough. Uh, Martin Fagan, you've asked to have a say, have your say. No, I
3: know, I know I had to go this race, it was only because I wanted to go and uh make myself a baby but uh, yeah, I, I agree with what Rob's saying to be honest. Um. The one, the one thing about this race, I don't know whether anyone said it before. I was going making myself a yeah. beverage, but it is—I don't know whether someone mentioned it—but it's obviously a different race now because it's on the, uh, it's on the old course instead of the new course. Like what you used to look for in this race was it used to well, it used to be the last, used to be the last race of the festival, didn't it? So it used to be uh, a always- <laughs> Okay, well, fair enough. I didn't hear it, so fuck you. Uh, obviously, everyone used to go fast and used to look for like a bit—not a rogue, but. A rogue would be all right, but someone who a little bit held up, someone who you look and you think a, a chaser who's got a little bit in hand and would like this sort, like a bit like what I looks look for in handicap hurdles, but like a chaser, you know they're going to go fast, they're going to be like to be held up on midfield and slowly, slowly come into the race. I'm not sure that that type's going to going to appreciate this this time because um, obviously it's a it's a sharper track and there's not enough. Not as much space to like make up ground stuff. So, as uh, I I kind of agree with what Rob said, I do like Duke Geneva. He wouldn't be a massive bet, but if I I was to place on a 20 to 1 or 25, like his mark of 158, not bad at all, considering like he's borderline graded sort of horse. He was close to winning. I think he touched ridiculous places that day in that grade two at Cheltenham when put the kettle on, come and chin chin them. He, He did a little bit too much in front there. But Lohan Williams is taking three off, so that's why he's effectively running off one five five. He's not going to be, banged straight out in front. He's probably going to be third, fourth, fifth. He jumps well. He knows the course. He's won an arch on the same course. But I think he, I think he could place. Like, like there's a lot of there's a lot of horses in this race. Let's say, a, a, um, who've obviously looked kind of well handicapped and stuff. And one of the one of them that people have been talking about was. The jokes for Brian on us and them, and I was kind of looking at that, thinking, our oh, interested interesting?" But every time he's every time he's run at Cheltenham. In the Arkle and in last year's Grand Daniel, he's been going okay, and then he's been abs- and then he tails, he gets, t- he tails himself off, and then somehow just joins back in. It's like you can't be doing that on the, on the old course. Right, it's the same I, as last year, I'd, I'd
2: give him a massive chance, but on, on this course change, I'm not into exactly.
3: Right, that, that, like I looked at this, I looked at this race a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, you know what, us and them, one four seven, that looks a nice mark. That, and then I watched watched his races back, and he sort of jumps all right, and then halfway yeah, through the race, he just thing, he just yeah. Halfway through the race, he switches off. He ends up like it's it, you'd almost watch the way he runs and think, should you just hold him up? Because it looks like he looks like he really appreciates running past the horses. Like yeah. um, uh, so yeah, like the way that the way the race is going to be run, he wouldn't be for me. Like there's loads in here who could just be well handicapped Zanza, Ntuka the Shunter. I, I and, must admit, I like Enzuka a lot. Ntuka is one of them who's always looked. I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was going to be an handicap hurdle. Plus, he, he was he was he was. Actually, do you know what? I think he might have got a decent rating for the handicap hurdle, Cheltenham, but he, he didn't win him. But uh, yeah, no no massive view. But I agree with Robin that uh, due to Geneva is interesting. Geneva. Okay. And the reason why the reason why I cut that up short is because I have seen Churchill absolutely fuming. Uh, yes, I mean you
0: were
3: talking for a <laughs>
0: long time. We're going to move on to the final race of the day. That is the champion bumper. Uh, your favorite is Kil Cruitt, currently in two to one. Uh, or maybe joint favouritism with Sir Gerhard. Uh, also two to one. Of course, that's what joint favoritism means. Uh, you can get seven to one three-stripe life, twelves on Ramilles, uh, Sea of Blue on Elet Bell. 14-16 uh, uh, to Bell. 1. LA Bell. 14-16 uh, uh, to 1. It is 20s and bigger.
3: The rest. Hold on, is that is that a skeleton horse in a Grade One? It
0: is, yeah.
3: Good luck. Good luck. I mean,
0: they had a winner in the Grade Grade One winner at the festival last year, but uh, yeah, that is fine. Aye. David, or two
3: years ago, I don't Aye. know. Uh, yeah, broken, broken clock.
0: Lovely stuff. Uh, talking of broken clocks, Martin Fagan, what wins the Champion bumper?
3: Um If you're asking me what wins, and not what is the value bet. Um, I think the horse that should win, providing he hasn't had any issues settling into his new yard, would be say, Gerhard or Gerard or whatever you want to call him. Um, he, he looked he looked the best bumper horse by by some distance all season, and then obviously there was there was all this um, hype or whatever what people want to call it about Kill, Kill Crut when he shit in at Leppistown, but as has been mentioned a few times over the preview circuits and Pat, Patrick Mullins come out and said it. Hey, that race sort of fell into his lap. Patrick basically rolled a perfect ride. He went a bit too quick in front and he was made to look, well, possibly made to look a bit better than, than he actually was that day. Now, um, the,
0: so Gerhard may be the winner, but you've got a value pick elsewhere.
3: Yeah, yeah. So basically, that, that, uh, I don't really bet that much in bumpers, I, but and I definitely wouldn't be betting anything at two to one, but the one I kind of like at a price is, um, Grange or grungy or whatever you want to call it for Willie Mullins. You, you can get um, to,
0: across the board, 26 at
3: Hills. Yeah. Hill's. Um, I just, I was really, imp- I was really impressed with, with the way, the way she, the way she won last time. Like she, obviously she gets the, I keep saying she, 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 so obviously, you know, she gets the, um, well. she, gets, she gets the mayor's Lounge. um, I was really impressed with how she won first time up at Galway in October. She just looked she looked like a proper horse that day. And then she went she went to market raising for that list for that listed bumper. And I was thinking, oh shit, she's obviously not that good because Willie's probably gonna win this and sell it off to some some gimps like the pipes or whatever, like they did with that uh, panic attack. And she got she got fucking she got stuffed that day by that Arlene Dover of a uh, Pam's life. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure. I, and the only thing I'd say is it was really deep ground that day. And watching it back, she just looked like a stare. And then next time out at Lepperton in the Double racing Festival in the uh, in the Mares Grade Two bumper, I was just really impressed with her. Um, with how, she, how she, when they turned at Lepperton, just how she stayed on. She stayed on like so well. And, and like, for me, like from a fair long out, you knew she was the winner. And no offence, you know what I'm like, especially when I've had the beverage, like, abusing be jockeys, but um, Party sensor was the horse who came second that day, beat the neck by Grangy, and Jamie Codd was on that, and the winner on Grangy was, was Jodie Townend. Like, she, she's a fair jockey in, in her own right, but I know for a fact there's going to be a more accomplished jockey on, on the day. Like, Willie Mullins has got a couple in here, yeah, fair enough. He's got Kilcrutt, Sir Gerhard, Ramilies. Grangy. But um I just I just think Gron can can shake them off and is is at the price. What do you know, 20, 25s? You can get twenty fives at
0: Hills, but no, twenty across the board and twenties on
3: the machine. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if, if Kilkrud, Sergei Hard and Ramelees are Pat uh, obviously Pat uh, Paul Town and Danny Mullins and no idea. And then maybe Grangy could be Granji could be Rachel Blackmore. Like who's to say who's to say who's to say she like at the end of the day, you look at look at the look at the uh, NCs. There's no um there's no the bromed horse in here. No. She, like so oh, hopefully she gets a she uh Grungy gets a good job. but at the prices for me, she she's got she stays well. I like that leopard style form and people see people seem to go with the flashy ones at Cheltenham, but if you if you look through it. The ones who stay well seem seem to uh, seem to go well. seem to go well at the course. Like we've had horses in the past. Like I remember, Briar Hill. Briar Hill won this race. I'm going back now, showing me age, seven, eight years ago, whatever. But he was a 25 to one chance for Willie Mullins. And if you just go and look in the past 10 years, Willie Mullins has won the race four times. And the winners, uh, the winners of the race have been priced 16 to one, 25 to one, 25 to one, and 11 to one. So what's that say to you? It says they have a lot of good horses, but they don't really know which one's the best. Fair so, so I, I wouldn't, I, I would never, would never ever say to anyone, don't, don't back a William Mullins horse in a bumper who's a decent price. So for me, Grangy yeah, is a is a very is a very decent bet. Fair enough, Rob. Uh, a nice twenty to one shot there. Ah, Church. One second. One more thing about it: the ground, if it's decent, uh, the sire, sorry, is Great Pretender. And the sire, great pretender, he, he's, he's the same sire as horses uh, we've seen when at Cheltenham in the past, like Mr Mole, Petty Zig, Smart, and they all appreciated better ground. So okay. she, she's run on soft ground once and heavy ground twice. So there's a reason to believe that she should improve for the better ground as well.
1: Great. raw, Yeah. Champion bumper. The champion bumper? Yeah. Uh, do... Pretty much agree with all Martin's points there. I think, yeah, Willie Mullins is the first port of call when it comes to the champion bumper. Uh, and you'll be looking at some of the bigger prices. I think there's a, definitely an argument to be made for uh, Ramelis having a bit of a squeak again as well. Like, obviously, they've just gone way way too fast in that grade two at Leperstown in, in February and previously he was incredibly uh, impressive over the same same track. I just feel like there the might be a hint of value in him. Uh, again the sire certainly suggests that he'll have a good good chance in this. Shantu, sire of Briar Hill going back to that horse again uh, certainly produces good staying horses that are versatile when it comes to ground and I think the story after the race as well after the race at Leopardstown last time was that Willie Mullins actually said to Patrick you should ride Ramleys instead of Kilcrip so it tells you where he had them in his pecking order there's probably is a bit to find but I don't think there's as much as the difference between two to one and 14 or 16 to 1 suggests.
0: Fair enough. So, another Mullins shot there with Rameleys, currently 12 across the board. Yeah, 12, sorry. Barnes, uh,
2: uh, finish us off with the champion bumper. Uh, I wouldn't profess to be a bumper man. I wouldn't profess to be a times man, but um, three-stripe life... He's appressed to
3: be a fucking 5 so he fancies good cut.
2: <laughs> three-stripe life, knocked my eyes out last time. The time men seem to agree with it. I think he's the each way, but
0: three-stripe live each way bet. You can currently get seven to one, three places there. So that's three horses in the final race of Wednesday. But what I know is cast. your naps. Your naps for Wednesday. Fame, give me your best bet for Wednesday, your absolute nap, and then a nice, a bigger price best bet,
3: please. Bigger prize best bet or not? I want two. But oh, the right
0: sorry. Well, the
3: nap. If you've been listening to me, you know what me nap is. That'll be monkfish. Okay, and your best sort of your best bet at a price at a, at a, at a price. I wrote down on, on, on my notes uh, Thomas Darby, but I'm torn now. After I've just I think I've just talked myself into fucking grange, but nah nah. Uh, there's too many there's too many variables in the bumper, so um, we'll stick with what we know. Okay. Handicap hurdles uh, Thomas Darby is is the each way one. Okay, Barnes, your two selections, your best bet and your best bet at a
0: price.
3: Um Shakun would be the nap of the day. Yeah. Not uh, oh, monkfish, plans
2: No, because I, I, I'm going on SPs, and I just think he's going to go off
3: two on and 11-10. <gasps> okay,
2: and you bet your
0: bud.
3: I have I a monkfish beat Shakun over two miles. Great. And your that that at <laughs> <a> price? <Yeah. laughs> on the wine, on the wine, don't be around, I think so. Three strike life, I guess. Three strike life
0: each way. And uh, Rob, your two selections,
3: please.
1: In terms of anything, that I, the only horse that we've talked about that I think will definitely, definitely win is Monkfish. So it has to be the map. Okay. Uh, and then each way, I'm going to go for Duke de Genève in the Grand Annual. In the Grand Annual. That's great. So-
3: and Churchill. Your nap for the day and your each way for the day? I, I, don't, I don't provide uh... one for the, for the week.
0: Uh, so uh, I will provide one for the full week. We probably should have done that on the, the first episode because <laughs> at the end of Friday, not ideal. Uh, but I will <laughs> clarify, on. though? Yes.
3: <laughs> uh, Churchill, I'll just add a little disclaimer that um. I'm already pretty pissed already, and it's, all, it's <laughs> we're only on day two. <laughs> hey, hey well, I'm, I'm, church, everyone, everyone listening to uh, yeah. I'm really worried about day four. I'm seriously thinking I might be putting a fucking throw down for the Gold Cup. I hope I'm not. I'm also but, quite worried about it. I'm also quite
0: worried because it, we've already been doing this for three and a half hours. Uh, right. <laughs> your your, you your double, play. your nap double is Monkfish and Chacun Posoir. Your bet at a price, Trixie, wins. Thomas Derby, uh, Duke, uh, that is in the third Coral race. Cup. In the Coral Cup, thank
2: you. Duke de Everett in the Grand Annual and Three Stripe Life. Uh, Church, can I correct my nap from the first day for those who are listening to it all pre-Chelman?
3: But they've already done the money on your shit nap from the first day.
2: <laughs> I thought it was next destination, but I forgot all about it. Next destination is your nap.
0: Say, well, <laughs> we <laughs> forgot
1: all about the horse we were just well, talking hey.
3: about.
0: <laughs> all the lads
3: all, like, fingers crossed you
0: listen to this before Tuesday <laughs> yeah.
3: um, all the lads who've done the money on bands who's naff yesterday uh, well fine.
0: done
3: now no, we, we what, will... what was your what was your nap for Tuesday Barnes
2: Captain Guinness without
3: Shishkin well that's got fucking no chance has it
0: right there you go and that
2: ends day two
0: of the Cheltenham Festival preview podcast thank you very much to Rob to David and to Martin we will Cheers, have back tomorrow with a preview of day three that's
3: of course, features the stayer's hurdle, amongst others. Thank you very much.